It's always exciting for me to begin a new part of the journey. Uh, believe me, it's not because I want to leave here as much as I want to go someplace new. My whole life has been a series of short time assignments. When I was three years old, my father, yeah, it started, yeah. <laughs> it, my father got a job, a new job in Dallas, Texas. Not a big deal to you, but we lived in Detroit, Michigan. <laughs> so moving from Detroit to Dallas set the tone for my life. I've been moving from one spot to another ever since. But what has not changed for me is my feeling that wherever I am and whatever I'm doing, I want to be doing what's important, what's meaningful. Moving on is the easy part. The challenge is to keep it meaningful and significant. For a long time now, I've identified meaning and significance with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That hasn't changed. But every time I transition to a new place, a new job, a new community, I have to figure out <clears throat> how do I live the gospel here and now? And how, <clears throat> excuse me, how is what I'm doing helping me and others follow Christ and transform lives? Did you hear that? Following Christ, transforming lives, you have given me that language. It's a new way for me to think about this. So from now on, I'll be asking myself, how do I follow Christ and transform lives in this new place where I am now? I've adopted the language of our vision statement because it helps me figure out what to do and how to be when I encounter the challenges of following Christ. And it is a challenge. This text from Luke that we've just read is all about challenges. I like to think about this challenge as how do we follow the way of Christ? Rather than talking about being a disciple of Christ, which is also a good way to think about it, this morning I want to think about it as the way of Jesus. Because I think Jesus was challenged on this way, too. When Jesus says, the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head, he was talking about himself. Being homeless is a challenge. And when Jesus said, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God, I suspect that he was talking to himself as much as he was talking to his disciples. He must have been tempted to turn around and not go to Jerusalem. He knew what was ahead of him. So perhaps he used this metaphor 
like this image of the plow to steal himself and to keep going. We are challenged to keep going. Being a disciple of Jesus is hard, especially since so much of what Jesus teaches has very little to do with the values of the culture in which we live. The way of Jesus is very different from the way our culture teaches. The most obvious example has to do with something we value very much, a roof over our heads. What could be more challenging than to literally live the way Jesus lives without a home? That's why I'm so grateful for people like Lorenza Andrade Smith. Here's a photo of Lorenza. Perhaps you've heard of Lorenza. She's an ordained elder in the Rio, Texas conference. Three years ago, she was appointed by Bishop Dorf to live as a homeless person. I had the opportunity a few months ago to have lunch at a table with other clergy friends and with Bishop Dorf. And we asked him, how, how did you do this? You know, how did you appoint Lorenza to this ministry of being homeless? And so he told us the story of the conversation they had when she came to him and asked for this appointment. Well, how are you going to live, he asked her. Like a homeless person, she said. Well, how will you get paid, he asked. I won't, she said. Every time Bishop Dorf asked Lorenza about how she would take care of her material needs, she replied that she would do so in the same fashion as other homeless people do. Many have been able to follow Lorenza on her three-year journey via Facebook. She has thousands of Facebook friends. You can friend her too. And she's honored us by posting the joys and the challenges of her three-year journey. The first year, Lorenza divided her time between San Antonio and Austin. She learned how to be homeless right here in Central Texas. The second year, she traveled all over the United States, and the third year, she traveled all over the world. She has slept under the stars in Alaska and Greenland. Here's a photo of uh, her in Greenland. These are some of the, the homeless friends that, that she made while she was in Greenland. They slept under the stars, too. She's lived with the poor and homeless in India. She's walked the Camino de Santiago with other pilgrims in Spain. Because of Lorenza's ministry these past three years, all of us will continue to learn for years to come from her about how to identify with the poor and the homeless as Jesus did. Lorenza has taught me that we can create community and love our brothers and sisters anywhere. So, as Pastor Lynn often says, here's the takeaway. 
find somebody you admire, when you are challenged by this way of Jesus, find someone who's just a little bit further along on the journey. Find someone who exemplifies to you how Jesus loves others and how Jesus wants you to do ministry and become their partner, become their friend. I think it is interesting that this passage from Luke has as homelessness one of its themes. Homelessness is an important issue for us in Austin as we realize that more and more people are finding it difficult to even afford to have a home in Austin. And as Christians, we are particularly called to address this issue because Jesus was homeless and identified with the homeless. So I want to tell you about another friend of mine, Sonia Kiever. She has taken up this cause in a unique and beautiful way. I met Sonia at University, United Methodist Church here in Austin, which is my home church. University, UMC, has a homeless ministry called Open Door. Perhaps you've heard of it. Every Saturday, the church opens its fellowship hall and serves breakfast and lunch to anyone who wants to come, but especially to the homeless. The pastor there, John Elford, frequently talks about this ministry in his sermons. And Sonia told me she was challenged by what he had to say. He's always challenging the congregation to make a difference, what, whether it's on behalf of those who are homeless or others whom Jesus loves, always the least among us. So Sonia took this challenge to heart. About a year and a half ago, she began praying about what she could do. How could she give back? Well, Sonia is an artist. Here's one of her uh, paintings, a, a landscape. This is really her bread and butter. She's been painting these for years. She's very talented and accomplished. You can view her paintings at her website. But when Sonia began listening to the challenge of discipleship, she was called to use her talent to bring attention to the lives of persons who are homeless. She began visiting Open Door every week, and she started talking to the guests there. As she listened to their stories, she decided to begin painting portraits of these new friends. She would take a photo of them with their permission, and then she would go and make an oil portrait. You can see these portraits at her website also. Uh, I think we have three here. They're, they're just lovely. Sonia plans to sell the paintings and donate 100% of the proceeds to Front Steps, uh, a nonprofit ministry for the homeless. But what is just as important is that Sonia has helped those of us who view her paintings and listen to her stories realize the humanity 
of persons who are homeless. She says that this experience of meeting, listening to, and painting the portraits has changed her life. She has a compassion and love for persons who are homeless that she would never have discovered if she had not taken on this project. And she says to anyone who talks to her, I hope when you look at my paintings, you will see the hope, the humanity, and the beauty of these people as I do, and that you will be moved to help. So Sonia devoted a whole year of her painting life to this project. She's completed 31 portraits. And this fall, there will be five events at which the paintings will be shown, offered for sale, and at which Sonia will be there to tell the story of this year. And uh, I think there's, a, there's a, some information in your bulletin about a website which will give you more information about that. So here's the takeaway. When you find yourself challenged to follow Jesus, listen to that challenge. That's what Sonia did. She listened to the challenge. And then she looked at herself and the gifts and the talents that God had given her and how she could use those gifts and those talents to live out and become the person God intended her to be, one who loves the people whom God loves. That's what Sonia did, and it changed her life. So I'm not suggesting that this is easy to do what Lorenza or Sonia have done. Following Jesus is not easy. It's a challenge. But in the text from Luke, Jesus points out that one of the reasons we are challenged in our desire to follow his lead is because it's so easy to be distracted. And this is something I know something about, being distracted. You can hear this in the text when Jesus says that it seems, Jesus talks about actions that seem to be very important. Actions like burying your dead father and saying goodbye to friends and family. And it seems like in the text that these actions aren't acceptable if you want to be a follower of Jesus. But Jesus is the master of hyperbole. And I believe that these way, these are things that he is saying to make a very important point. Not that you shouldn't take care of your family, but Jesus is saying, the most important thing is doing the will of your Father in heaven. That's the most important thing. And nothing, not even relationships with your family, is more important than fulfilling the purpose for which God created you. 
So, as I said, I'm very familiar with these distractions. It is very easy to get away from following Christ and transforming lives. I've been asked uh, over and over again, what are you going to do when you leave here, Nancy? <laughs> I've replied with a variety of answers. They're all true. Hang out with my grandchildren. Return to my home church, University UMC. Pursue my interest in neighborhood organizing for the Democratic Party. Travel. I want to try yoga. I'm going to do all of these things. But the most important thing I'm going to do is to continue to follow Christ and transform lives. And I have you to thank for that. Before I came here a year ago, I had spent almost eight years away from pastoral ministry. And during that time, I became distracted. I fell out of the habit of daily devotions, of studying scripture, and of participating in a weekly covenant group. This year, I have renewed those habits, and I do not intend to let them go again. Now, I never fell out of the habit of regular worship attendance. But that's just not enough for me. I need more. I found that the challenge of following Jesus and transforming lives can only be fully lived when we are deeply rooted in the presence of Christ. Yes, through the fellowship of other believers in worship and service but also through daily prayer and by studying the Word of God. And I thank you for helping me reestablish these practices in my life. These practices are what keep me looking forward and sticking to my goal of following Christ and transforming lives. But I realize that these practices are just where following Christ and transforming lives begin. The real challenge is actually living the life that Christ calls us to live. That's a life that is like his. That's a life that's dedicated to the way of Jesus. That takes even more, commitment and focus. So I found some words from the World Methodist Social Affirmation, which I think crystallizes this commitment and focus to live the way Jesus lived. And um, these words are on our screen, and perhaps you'd like to say them with me as a way to make your own commitment to live the way of Jesus. We commit ourselves 
to take up the cross, to seek abundant life for all humanity, to struggle for peace with justice and freedom, to risk ourselves in faith, hope, and love, praying that God's kingdom may come. So that's a challenge. I think the most challenging word in, in what we just spoke is risk. When I came here a year ago, I felt like I was taking a risk. Not a big risk, but a risk nevertheless. I really did not know what my experience would be here. Well, because of my experience here, God is telling me to keep taking risks. God's not done with me yet. I confess, I'm a little scared about what God has in store for me. I don't know what the challenges may be. And I wonder, will I be able to fulfill them? At the same time, I'm looking forward to the great challenge of following Jesus in this next phase of my life. Nothing is more important. Thank you. Thank you so much for helping me refocus my life on Christ. That's good news to me. I hope it is to you too. Amen. <laughs>